This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Psalm 23. I'd like to teach you how to read the Bible. You say, but I've been reading the Bible all my life. Yes, I know that. But did you know that the way you emphasize words in the Bible bring out its meaning? We're going to read Psalm 23 two times in two different ways. The first time we read Psalm 23, we're going to emphasize the Lord. When you emphasize the Lord, you mention everything that's about the Lord, He, Him, with strength. The second time we read Psalm 23, we're going to be speaking about the sheep. And that's the I, the me, and so forth. Listen to the difference. First, on the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Did you hear that as we read emphasizing the Lord? All the marvelous and wonderful things the Lord our shepherd does for you and for me his sheep. Now we're going to read it again, only this time from the sheep's perspective. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that wonderful? All the things the Lord has done for us and the confidence we can have through thick and thin that he's with us and will never leave us or forsake us. Praise be to God. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that you are our shepherd, and you know our needs, our weaknesses, our struggles, our challenges, our grief. You know all that we're going through, and you love us with an everlasting love. We can't get over that. We're moved by your amazing grace. Thank you. Speak to us now by your Holy Spirit as we look at your word together. In Jesus' name, amen. Here in Psalms, and we have this wonderful graphic, we're praying for a new perspective as we go through the book of Psalms. Psalm 23 is probably the most well-known of all scriptures in the Bible. It's been memorized and repeated in all lands. It's a universal psalm. It's the chief psalm. It's the pearl of psalms. And its contents have been known to inspire people to remember God's care and grace and guidance in times of sorrow and in need. Now, David knew about being a shepherd because he was a shepherd as a young boy before he was anointed by Samuel to become king, he would be taking care of the sheep. And Charles Spurgeon, the famous British preacher, said this about David. David had himself been a keeper of sheep and understood both the needs of the sheep and the many cares of a shepherd. He compares himself to a creature weak, defenseless, and foolish. And he takes God to be his provider, preserver, director, and indeed, his everything. I love Psalm 23. I want you to think as if you were David, and you, having been a shepherd, and knowing how much is involved in caring for sheep, you are looking to God, and you're thinking of God as your shepherd. I'm going to read a paraphrase of Psalm 23 that I think you'll be tickled by when you consider it from the perspective of David. The Lord is personal to David, and he provides everything David needs. As the good shepherd, he guides David to green pastures and calm waters. All is peaceful. He refreshes David's soul and directs him in the way of righteousness, thereby protecting the good shepherd's reputation. Even if David encounters life-threatening trouble, he does not fear because the Lord, the good shepherd, walks with him. Like a sheep who feels secure knowing his shepherd is standing guard, David is comforted by knowing the good shepherd's rod and staff will protect him. It appears David feels like an honored guest at a banquet hosted by the Lord himself. His enemies look on as the Lord provides richly for him. Or perhaps David compares himself to a sheep that receives the healing oil and a large cup of water from its shepherd at the end of the day. Its predatory enemies can only look at the sheepfold, the entrance of which is blocked by the shepherd. David is confident that the Lord will be good to him and will shower him with loving kindness for the rest of his earthly life. He expects to enjoy rich communion with the Lord in the sanctuary. Isn't that helpful to think about Psalm 23 from David's perspective? Well, I come to you today blessed blessed with the way I'm going to present this psalm. You see, there's a trick title. How the Shepherd Leads in the New Year. I have news for you. 
The Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always leading us. He's faithful in leading us. And it's not just the beginning of a new year. So first of all, as we look at the outline, your caregiver. I, I wanted to come up with a word that matches shepherd that you and I could relate to. You see, we're, we're not in an agricultural community. Well, we are in Chico. But I think if I said caregiver, you could relate to that much more readily than a shepherd. Your caregiver meets your needs. Period. He is the source and supplier of everything you truly need. And then there's a list of the needs in the psalm. We need a good diet and we need rest. We need spiritual renewal and guidance. We need comfort and protection. We need daily blessings and a forever home. Those are our needs. Now here's the problem. The problem is every time we have a choice between one of these needs and meeting it God's way with God's supply as our caregiver, we tend to want to meet our own needs our own way. And we go running hither and fro, and we make a mess of life, and then we wonder, what's wrong? It's go back to number one. Your caregiver meets all your needs. This psalm is an appeal to you and me to stop trying to meet our own needs our own way and to look at the Lord as the source and supplier of the one who meets our needs and to turn to him regularly to meet the most important and basic needs that we have. Your caregiver meets your needs. Psalm 23, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. The King James really influences, I lack nothing. The positive way of saying this is, The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I have everything I need. It's kind of like when I do premarital counseling with a couple, and I say, what would you like said at your wedding? Would you like to say, till death do us part, or as long as we shall both live? They both say the same thing. Only when you say, till death do us part, it sounds more serious. So, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing, is the same way as saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. The Lord meets our needs. And in the New Testament, Jesus reveals himself as the good shepherd of Psalm 23. In John chapter 10, verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The first need we have is for forgiveness because of our sins against God. Jesus laid down his innocent life, his sinless life, so that we could be forgiven and be reconciled to God. John 10, 14, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. We have an intimate relationship with the Lord, and we recognize his voice and his leading in our lives by his Spirit. 1 Peter 2, 25, For you were straying like sheep, and sheep are prone to wander. Somehow they just stray from the fold. 
And we at one time were like sheep gone astray. 1 Peter 2.25 says, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. The Lord is our shepherd and he oversees our soul, our essence, our being. 1 Peter 5.4 And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. And here's a favorite, Hebrews 13.20 now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you to do his will. The Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is Jesus Christ. And we look to him. You know, when he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion. Why? Because he saw them like sheep without a shepherd. They were helpless and harassed. The Lord wants us to come to Him because it says in Isaiah 40, 11, He will tend His flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in His arms. He will carry them in His bosom and gently lead those that are with young. That's our Lord. He's a tender shepherd. He's a loving caregiver. The Lord is our shepherd. He's the source and supplier of everything we truly need. Secondly, as we uh, recognize number one, we come now to the needs. You need, and I need, a good diet and rest. And the shepherd, the caregiver, knows that. Psalm 23, verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. A sheep is skittish. It's like, what was that? What was that? What was that? It's like, ah, shuddering, shaking all the time. Something's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. Bah, bah, it's going to be bad. And so for a sheep to lie down, a sheep has to sense complete security, complete safety. And in the presence of your shepherd, you feel safe. You feel secure so that you're able to lie down in these green pastures because he's led you to where the good food is. And you're able to follow him as he leads you by quiet waters. You're not, you're not going to drink when you think something's going to jump out at you. And he leads you to these quiet waters. In Revelation 7.17, 7, it says, For the Lamb the Lord Jesus, in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The Lord is caring for you now and when you're in his presence, there'll be no more sorrow or pain or death. The Lord, your shepherd, will wipe away every tear from your eyes. God gives us blessing upon blessing, physical provisions and spiritual salvation. He's laid the groundwork in your life and mine to endure whatever we face. I love going through Bidwell Park. And there's times when Little Chico Creek is still. It's quiet. And as I see it, I think of this song. He leads me beside quiet waters. What is the secret here? The secret is, we must be still and know that He is God. 
We are rushing here and there. We're eating all the wrong things. And we are stressed to the max because we're not resting in the Lord. And our diet is terrible. And I'm not just talking about the food we're eating. I'm talking about what we put into our minds and what negative thoughts we are constantly letting govern our hearts. So we're full of fear and discouragement. We need to be still and know He is God. That He is exalted among the nations and He will be exalted in the earth. We can always trust God to fulfill His divine plan in our lives. We need only to be still. Are you a shaky sheep or are you a still sheep? Are you a striving sheep or are you a resting sheep? It all depends on how strongly you believe. Point one, your caregiver, your shepherd, meets all your needs. If you really believe that and you keep coming to him, he'll feed you and he'll rest you. You and I need spiritual renewal and guidance. Psalm 23, verse 3. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. So where does spiritual renewal come from? Where does spiritual energy come from? Where does spiritual peace come from? It comes from our shepherd, our caregiver. We've got to get it from Him. Where does guidance come from when, we're, when we don't know the way to go? When we're struggling with the next step that we should take? Guidance comes from the Lord. Now, the word for path here is circling. And the reason it's that word in Hebrew is because when a shepherd would lead his flock down a hill or a mountainside, you don't go straight down because you'll just pick up lots of momentum and tumble and roll down to the bottom. The way to get down a hill or a mountain is to circle it down. And the sheep would circle it down and they would have the right path, the steady, sure path to be able to get from the top to the bottom safely without tumbling down. And the Lord wants to guide you on these right paths so you don't stumble and fall. And he does it for his namesake. I love praying the Lord's Prayer every day. And it says... Lead us not into temptation. And I, I say when I pray that part, but lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Let me walk with you according to your word to the glory of your name. That's what I want. Isn't that what you want? We're talking about the most important needs that we have and how they're met by our shepherd, Jesus. You and I need comfort and protection. Psalm 23, verses 4 and 5. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, the two key pieces of equipment a shepherd had was a rod and a staff. Now, the rod was like a, a billy club, and it would be to beat off the wolves and the lions and the other animals, predatory animals that wanted to eat the sheep get out of here. Leave my sheep alone. And then the staff was the crook, the shepherd's crook. And it was to pull the sheep off of the cliff, the edge of the cliff before he fell over. It was to guide the sheep in the right direction. 
So think about it. When you're in your toughest situation, the Lord is beating off your enemies and He's gently guiding you along the way. Why is Psalm 23 so important when you're dying or when you've lost a loved one? Because you know the Lord has held your hand the whole way. He held your hand in the darkest valley and He led you by His hand all the way to the house of the Lord. That's our great shepherd. And we look to Him. And when we look to Him, we need not fear evil because the Lord's got it all under control and He's taking care of us and He's saving us to the uttermost. Therefore, we're comforted even more so in this lifetime when enemies want to attack us and then we get to heaven and God blesses us, we see that he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies and he anoints our head with oil and our cup overflows. I have a picture here I just found. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It shows a line of German shepherds and a little cat is walking in front of them. Yea, though I walk through the valley, in the presence of my enemies, I will fear no evil. The Lord is protecting us. More than that, he moves from being a shepherd to a host of a meal. He provides a banquet for you. He says, this is my reward for you. And the enemy who is down in hell is looking up at heaven, envying you, and seeing you be honored, you're being vindicated. And the enemies have been dealt with. Praise God. Truth triumphs. You will be rewarded. God blesses you and is proud of you. I think you need to take that in. Lord, thank you that you are my source and supplier, my shepherd, my caregiver, and that you comfort me and protect me, especially in the deepest, darkest valleys. And then finally, you and I need daily blessings and a forever home. I love this verse. It's my autobiography. Surely, and I say surely, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God daily is blessing you and me. Every good and perfect gift continually comes from the Father of lights in whom there's no shifting or shadow of change. In the book by um, John Bunyan called Pilgrim's Progress, he talks about a character called Muckraker. Muckraker has a rake with these wooden um, projections that he is raking the leaves out of the mud. And he's focused on the mud as he's constantly raking. But poised above his head is an angel ready to crown him if he'll only look up. Is that not a picture of you and I? We tend to be focused on the problems of life. We tend to be griping and complaining and just thinking everything's bad and dark. And we forget that God is continuously showering us with blessings. 
If only we would look up, we would be crowned and realize that God's goodness and mercy has been following us. His favor has been upon us every day of our life. All the days of your life. There's not one day of your life or mine that wasn't filled with God's goodness and love. We need to acknowledge that. We're blessed people. I say to people, God bless you. And some of you say, he already has. You know what's going on here. God has blessed you. God is blessing you. God will bless you. And it gets better. But there's more. And the more is that after we die, we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And every one of us needs a forever home. If you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, trust Him today. Because if you have not trusted in Christ, if you haven't made your eternal reservation, you're going to end up somewhere else. You want the forever home. You like your home? You feel comfortable in your home? You're happy in your home? Wait till you get to your home in heaven. Capital H-O-M-E. That is going to be home in the sense of truest fulfillment and fellowship and joy. We all need a forever home. Jesus has made the way for us to go to a forever home through forgiveness of sin, through his sacrifice, by receiving him by faith. We're forgiven. We're given the gift of eternal life. And we have a home in glory land that outshines the sun. Praise God for that forever home. Now, this is Psalm 23 probably seen in a different way than you thought. If you truly believe that the Lord is your shepherd, your caregiver, and that he meets all your needs, then you'll always go to him with these most fundamental needs. Lord, I need a good diet, spiritually and physically. Lord, I need rest, emotionally and mentally. And uh, I need spiritual rest. Lord, I need spiritual renewal, and I need guidance. I need comfort. I need protection. I need to open my eyes to see the daily blessings you're giving to me and pouring out on me all the time. I need reassurance about that forever home because I live in a fallen, broken world. And there's a lot of counterfeits. There's a lot of things masquerading to meet your needs. But there's only one who can meet your needs. Jesus Christ. We're about to go to communion, and I'm going to tell you a little-known fact. That Psalm 23, rightly understood, is part of a trilogy. You can't read 23 apart from 22 and 25. Now, I'll be very brief about this, but 22 starts like this. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You recognize those words? Jesus was on the cross and he said those words. When a Hebrew would say the beginning of a psalm, he was referring to the entire psalm. So when he was on the cross and he says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was in essence saying to everybody who could hear him, read Psalm 22. If you read Psalm 22, it tells in gory detail 
what Jesus suffered through and went through on the cross. And that brings us to communion. We have the Savior's cross in Psalm 22. Then we have the shepherd's crook in Psalm 23. This shepherd, the Savior who saved us, is the shepherd who cares for us. But then it gets better than that, because in Psalm 24, we have the sovereign's crown. That this lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, is the lion of Judah. That he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And Psalm 25 ends with these great words as it talks about how our hope is in the Lord. So our Lord, it goes on to say in verse 24, Psalm 24, Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.